Hi, this is the Social Jello with Angelo show. My name's Angelo. I'm a social scientist, surfer, martial artist, and a whole lot of other things. Coming to you live from Kasai City, Japan, the Social Jello with Angelo show. All right, welcome to podcast number. You know what? Fuck that. I'm not even going to say the number because I'm not sure when I record this, I'm not sure which one I'm going to release. But thank you for checking out the Social Jello with Angelo podcast. I'm here with today's co-host, Mickey Lopez. What's up, brother? What's up, Angelo? How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. I've been, yeah, yeah. been good. Yeah. Been good. Been, uh, I just got finished up with the five days, uh, the 50K and five day challenge, uh, something that I kind of came up with on the fly. I hurt my uh, shoulder. I hurt the muscle that comes between the arm and the bicep and the chest. And I couldn't lift where I could lift, but I could only do limited lifting. So I decided not to lift just to take a break. And I started running. And when I started running, I realized I was depressed. And, and like I shared my first 10 K and then I realized that I was depressed and I figured, you know what? Um, I'm going to come up with this five days for 50, you know, uh, 50 K and five day challenge where I challenge myself to run 10 K every day. And I start sharing my thoughts about depression and people I lost through suicide and whatnot. Um, so yeah, I just got wrapped up with that. It's been good. I'll probably do another YouTube video about it. But today's topic, as you saw in the YouTube title, uh, Asian hate and the martial arts community. So first of all, as we roll into this topic, you mentioned it to me and I saw it in the Kaji Kembo community boards. I saw it. Uh, I kept seeing people tagging themselves. I'm against hashtag Asian hate. And um I really didn't know what they're talking about because I'm in Japan. So what what is what is Asian hate? Can you explain to me what that hashtag is all about? You know, um, lately, especially here in the Bay Area, there's been a lot of a lot of attacks on Asians, uh, Chinese, Filipino, um, the elderly Asian folks. Um, they're just getting assaulted left and right. You know, um, a few uh, got one died actually, you know, um, and didn't recover. He got put in the hospital. He died. And, uh, yeah, you know, um, I really think not to get all political, but you know, this whole, um, when Trump said the Kung flu, you know, for some reason it just kind of blew up even more. So now, um, so, um, you know, it started, I I'm seeing it all over the place in New York, San Francisco, you know, it, it was never, really brought into the limelight it is now. So now it's really magnified with social media. I just saw something else. Um, there was an old man getting assaulted. He actually fought back, you know, so, and then there's a lady that, you know, fought back with the, um, I don't know where she found the two by four, but she found the two by four. <laughs> so, but, you know, she, she fought back and, and uh, she, she put that guy in a stretcher. And she still wanted more of that guy. So, but, you know, as a Filipino American, um, you know, I myself have been, you know, confronted by uh, 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 some hate, you know, and I'm just like, is this really happening? Is this really real? And uh, you know what? It is what it is. I just, I, I grew up being hated on. So this is nothing like, we didn't, I didn't have Facebook or Instagram or YouTube back then, you know, so I couldn't like, tell anybody so but everyone's everything's out of the open now so yeah and i know some people like and this is what i when we were having this conversation off camera um you know we were messaging back and forth uh, my background if you're following this for the first time my background is in social psychology um and research social research so i'm always looking at data um one of the things that we talked about in social psychology one of the databases that we like to look at is the UCR program data analysis that they use for the FBI. And that um, the UCR program, it includes data from 18,000 different cities and they kind of look at law enforcement agencies and crime that's reported. And from there, we can make a better analysis to take a look at uh, hate crimes, for example, or robberies in a certain area. So I haven't, I'll be honest, I haven't really seen the UCR data as far as hate crimes recently. So I, I, I have, I don't have a lot to say as far as I can't, I don't you know. I haven't looked at the data at what it is now and what it was before, but um, 
I think what would be more interesting, what some people would argue is that, you know, people get really touchy on the, on the internet and they're like, oh, it's the media. They're trying to spur some sort of agenda of some sort. But I kind of want to step away, not so much from what you might have seen on the internet, but could you tell me what's happened to you recently? You know, just, I'm in a restaurant, you know, getting some, um, some Chinese food real quick. And this one guy just comes up to me and flips me off and tells me F you. And I'm like, did that really happen? You know, I had, there are people in there and I go, this isn't it. And I said, you know what? All I said was, sir, have a good day. You know, maybe, you know, he, he was an older gentleman, <clears throat> but yeah, it, it's bro. Like, I don't, I don't get it, you know? And when's the last time you've experienced some of that? Cause I know. <laughs> no, this was about two weeks ago, bro. Two weeks ago, but I'm talking like before that though, before any of that. Oh, when's the when last I, when time I was, you know what, when I was in elementary school, middle school. Okay. Okay. So, the, but again, I guess since I haven't seen the data, I can only use your personal anecdote to kind of get an idea of what you're seeing day to day, right? So if I'm listening to you correctly, the last time you've experienced any type of uh, overt racial discrimination was when you were in school, right? And it's been kind of a, a lull period in your adulthood. And now recently, two weeks ago, you experienced some overt, and, I, and I'm really, I'm very specific on my words here about saying overt racial discrimination as compared to uh what they call subconscious the subconscious racial discrimination that people experience i don't want to go too much into the subconscious part uh day-to-day -day, what they call microaggressions i don't want to go there um but i do want to kind of stick to the overt the real real blatant some guy saw you and flipped you off because you were eating chinese food for no reason completely unprovoked just <laughs> it made me laugh like he was what when someone is so uh intent on flipping you off and saying f you to me in in, in the in public it's like you know like, i'm just like wow it, i <laughs> i laughed you know i couldn't believe it you know it's like Am I, where, where's the camera? Where's the camera? The camera? What's going on here? <laughs> it might be. It might be punked. Is that yeah, like, going to come out? I'm like, yeah, who's, I'm like, well, you know, but it's it's like, wow, you know, Angelo. It's it, it's funny to me, but you know what? I feel bad for you know being a father and having two girls and raising them in this kind of world. Now it, it's like, man, you know, I I hope they never have to go and and see all that you know what i mean yeah that's all yeah and you know like just to kind of give you an idea i just i i, I really quickly tap tapped in the hashtag asian hate and here's some of the stuff that the, that that i found online real quick all right so uh so here we go let's take a look at this real quick and here's uh here's a korean woman who kind of goes over some of the stuff that she went on So, so there, like when we're talking about, you're talking about early, like an older person, this happened on March 19th. Um, so it wasn't, this is not a long time ago that this occurred. And that's just one incident. And I saw a bunch of videos like this. Like, it's not just this one. It's many different videos that I saw of people describing what you just said. Because um, some of the arguments against it were that they were, and I did see some of that, to give to the argument that there was some hashtag Asian hate uh, videos being posted of just regular assaults, like for money. Um, one was a guy... Uh, kicking in the door of an Asian restaurant and stealing the money out of the register, but that was just a robbery. Like the argument against that would be that's just a that's just a robbery. Robberies happen all the time. But when I start seeing videos of like what, what she just described, or what you just described, just random, someone walks up to you that you don't know and flips you off, 
right? And you say, have a nice day, sir. But like this, uh, the, the, the example of the Korean lady that we just saw, guy just walks up to her, spits in her face and starts punching her and just knocks her out, right? So like, that's when I start saying, okay, these are more anecdotal to a hate crime because she didn't get robbed. She, no, there was no, there was nothing to provoke the incident. It was an unprovoked incident. And even if it was a semi-provoked incident, there wasn't a lot of dialogue like, you know, I talked to him or whatever. It's, all, it's the, the videos that I've seen about the elderly being attacked and some of the other random people being attacked. It's just someone walking up, start cussing at them. They spit in their face or something, and then they start beating them up. Um, as compared to the other videos that were, that to me, it was really hard to distinguish, well, is this a robbery? And that's why I go back to the UCR data, because the way the UCR data looks at things is if, if they get robbed, then it's going to be classified as a robbery, not a hate crime. Unless the person used a racial slur. That's one of the things that they do. That's one of the things that the uh, the logistics committee and law enforcement look at. If they use a racial slur and then robbed them, okay, that's a hate crime. Um, but if they if they just assaulted them and there's no robbery though, and there's no prior connection between the two things, like it's not someone they knew or there was some sort of altercation they didn't know about, then we can start then we start looking at that more as a hate crime. Because there was unprovoked. It's the unprovoked part that they really look at. So it is, it is concerning to see this. And then going on to our second topic, what's even more concerning, well, I don't know if it's, yeah, I'd say it's, as a martial artist, um, what are some of the things that you noticed after this? Because, after this? you know, as, as you know, once you start putting a hashtag on something on the internet, people get all riled up and there's responses to that. What have you seen as a response in the martial arts community? Um, I'm seeing that we're like, we need to be stronger. We need to stand up for ourselves and blah, blah, blah. You, you know what? I've always like, I've always been proud to be Filipino and, and, and Asian Pacific, whatever you want to call me, a human freaking being, bro. You know what? All of a sudden, you know, everything, all this stuff comes up and all of a sudden we have to, you know, we have to be strong. Were you weak before? I mean, you know, <laughs> what is that now, bro? You know what I'm saying? You know, uh, we're very prideful, but we never, here's the thing about the Asian community. We, we don't go looking for trouble, you know, and, and, and the predators prey on the weak. You know, they prey on, again, everything is magnified. Kung flu, China, you know, whatever. Whatever Trump said, you know, I I think anything I see, I laugh at that because to me, it's comedy, you know, sticks and stones. If it's not affecting me, you're not effing with my family, my homies, my mom, you know, it's like it doesn't affect me, you know, but uh, it, it's why, why, why be strong now? We've always been strong. Then all of a sudden, you know, uh, fast forward 2021. You know, we need to stand up in ourselves. We we now need to band together. I was like, bro, it's always about love. It's always been about that. Why now? Why? Oh, oh, because you know, folks are getting kicked, dude. It, it it's uh, we look out for our own. You know, we've always been like that. Um, but you know, the martial arts community now is is trying to get together and. And let's say we need to learn how to defend ourselves. Well, okay, uh, you know, uh, now you're, you're now your mom and dad is seventy and eighty and ninety. You know, I mean, too late. You know, you guys should have been doing this a long time ago. But again, we didn't we didn't have all this crazy, you know, uh, hate before. Why all? You know, Angelo, that's the biggest thing. Why all of a sudden? Why? why i don't get it and then you no know, what, what i always want to say is like i think it has to do more with the with the media focus because like you said when you were growing up uh back when you were a teenager that's going to put us i'm going to date you here a little bit right that was like in, in the 80s 90s right right so like at that point you were, you experienced more racial discrimination at that point in your life right and you said there was kind of a lull there's kind of a lull after that in adulthood but I, I know from talking to my my friends that are part of the Asian community and talking about their kids, it never really went away. One way you can really look at this 
is if you look at the prison system, it is completely divided by race. It's the, that, why do we watch prison movies? What do we, like, whenever we watch a prison show or a prison movie, what's the first thing we expect when someone gets arrested, when they get in there? They're going to have to join a gang. And that gang, they're not, it's not like a multicultural Sesame Street. You know what I mean? Like, it's, that's not what's fucking happening. It's divided by race. So it never, like, my answer is kind of like, it's always kind of there. And it's not like, and I'm not trying to diss on any one country, okay? It's everywhere. Racism is just part of the world we live in. I, I moved all the way to Japan um, because I thought when I was younger, when I, you know, eight years ago, I thought, you know, this racism is this huge problem in the U.S. because um, it's a multicultural society. It's so tough because blah, blah, blah. And I had these, these ideas. And when I came to Japan, I realized that, you know, I experienced racism in Japan as well. And I realized, you know what? It doesn't really matter where I go. Racism is just part of life. It's all about how hey. I'm gonna ha- how I'm gonna roll with it, right? And how what I, what I'm gonna focus on, really. I mean, there's and there's, you know what? Um, you got a pair of jo- a brand new Jordans. Someone's gonna hate on you because they don't have it. it. It's it's if you're hating on someone, you're hating on yourself, right? You've heard that cliche. If 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 you got hella money, you're hated on. If you're hella poor then you know you get hated on by the rich you know it's like it's a never ending cycle so you're 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 effed if you do you're effed if you don't you know <laughs> and, and it's it's it goes with every culture it's funny that you bring up sesame street but uh you know big bird gets hated on you know like if you, <laughs> hey if you stop and watch that bro there's hella hate going well, on. Well, if you look at the Grouch, he's the number one hated <laughs> character, and the poor motherfucker's homeless. <laughs> he's already down on his luck. I know. <laughs> Why is he such a grouch, you grouch? He's living in a trash can. You guys are walking by him making <laughs> sugar cookies. Spell, We're bro. making sugar cookies today, Mr. Grouch. <laughs> ah, I hate your sugar cookies. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but you know what and 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 that's the thing man is uh i think people hate because they don't understand the culture that you know and and that's the biggest thing there's a lack of understanding um with and even in the martial arts community a lot of people hate everyone's martial art because they always think that theirs is the best which is fine but there's something to be taken you know like um, right now this big FMA thing is, uh, you know, off the record, but you know, your, your, your disarms don't work. Your knife disarms and all this don't work. All right, bro. Okay. That's fantastic. You're entitled to your opinion. And now with social media, you can, you can hate on someone and everyone all of a sudden hates Angelo and they don't even know you, bro. They hate you. Because of whatever they read, but they don't know the Angelo. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. Well, it's easy to see something and then hate on it and totally forget that someone put some time and effort into making something to say to do that, whatever it was, right? So, and like, I think I really respect when we decided to do this and when we started moving into talking about the martial arts community and their response to Asian hate. One of my first ideas for this show was to show videos of people showing useless self-defense. And you were like, I don't want to do that because I don't want to tell someone else how to cook. I think that was your your quote, right? Okay, you know what? Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, say what you just said. Yeah, so you, you were saying you didn't want to do that because you didn't want to hate, you didn't want to hate, tell, what was the quote? You go ahead and you, you were the one who said it. I, I just, I will never tell you, if you being chicken, I'll eat it because I love, I love, I love food and I would like, you know, I would be like, mm, I could make it better. You know, it's just look, bro. If that's the way you make it, that's Angelo's style. Cool. Here's my style. You like the way it tastes, mm, you know, or, or, or we can be totally transparent. Say, bro, that, that shit was hella salty, you know, or something, you know, and, and you know what? I'm all about transparency, but okay. I feel like this right now people are, are showing 
techniques, but they are showing it from a an age of of youth. Okay, they're showing double leg takedowns. They're showing um, uh, 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 they're showing the art, bro. Okay, and that's cool. And that is not good. And I, I'm trying to picture my dad doing a Superman to a double leg to a arm bar, and I just can't see it, bro. Because he's fat, he's old. You know, I mean, he probably can't run. You know, um, I can't see my mom doing that either. What's she gonna do? Drop guard? No. <laughs> Come on. Come on, and look, but I'm not saying, oh, one more thing is they have gloves on. I don't see anyone with gloves on the street and shin guards on. I didn't see that old man have any gloves on with some with some tie shirts on. I didn't see that, bro. He fell and broke his hip and died. Okay, so... I don't think they are putting themselves in the elderly shoes. The look, I'm a hundred pounds of, of nothing. I'm old. I'm walking with the cane. What can I do? They're not thinking that way. They're thinking, this is my school. This is what we teach. I charge 150 bucks a month. Sign up and we'll show you how to protect yourself. In our beautiful blue tatami mats, you know, our well-lit gym. Come on, bro. I get it. I get it. And I think you're, touch, no. you're really touching on something. If you haven't seen the video series, uh, I really recommend all of you to check out Ramsey Dewey's self women's self-defense series. He has this great series. I think every month. It's what got him famous on Joe Rogan. He's an MMA coach, and every month he gets he finds one women's self-defense technique. He shows it, he analyzes it, and then he tries it out. That's just, <laughs> and it goes horribly wrong. And he's an MMA, he's an MMA coach, and it goes horribly wrong. And really, what, what he's trying to do bring light to is the idea that the there is this darker side to martial arts. It's kind of a disservice. It's a service and a disservice that we either intentionally, some intentionally, some unintentionally take advantage of victims and make a profit off of fear and trying to sell our art. It's again, it might be intentional or unintentional. Sometimes it's very intentional. Sometimes it's completely unintentional. They just want to show a technique to, like you said, show their art. And they're not really looking at the more negative side effect that someone may actually look at that and think, Hey, I'm going to use that to defend myself and then later end up in a dangerous situation where they can't defend themselves and they get really hurt. You know what I want to do? I want to, I think everyone should do, there should be a whole martial arts, Asian challenge. If your parents are still alive, Show them one technique and then go hard on them. Let's <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> you know, I mean, like really, bro, like, like, see, and that's the thing is get out of the environment, get them into the a vulnerable position and say, hey, mom, dad, I'm going to try and choke you right now. Let's see what happens. But give them at least two months, of three months of training at least and see what really happens because guess who's going to attack you they're half your age they're they're 5150s you know see if you cuss them out first and see how they react they might have a i might i'm scared though hey there should be a little caption your parents might have a heart attack <laughs> or some <laughs> shit like that you know um but i think that would be something really interesting to try you know and and Say, hey, mom, um, I'm going to put my hands on your throat. My mom would freak out, bro. <laughs> you know, like, hey, dad, walk to your car and let me, 
you know, let me let me push you into your car and see you know bro that, that's something that i can't even fathom you know like no matter how they can't train like that you know the the wally jays i saw wally jay when he was he was still dropping fools but again now here's another thing these old map oh here we go i'm gonna say it these old <laughs> masters they have their students in which they let you do it okay can we can we be honest yes they let you do it because you're their student you're you're, you're supposed to make your your teacher look like he's unstoppable now <laughs> can you imagine um Glover Texera right now going up to John Hackleman and punching him in the face and John trying to defend himself. <laughs> do, you, do you really think, you know, I mean, and, and I'm sure John could, but for how long? You know what I'm saying? So there's a big attribute thing going on here, which leads me to how do we level out the playing field, Angelo? What do you think? How, how do we do it? And here, and here, this is where things get really controversial, right? Like I said, the martial arts community is unintentionally, I'm going to go with the side of caution and say unintentionally using the hashtag Asian hate and along with other stuff, just the whole self-defense industry is and the whole YouTube industry is kind of capitalizing off the idea of selling techniques to people to have them watch their videos, to get a quick like, to get a quick view, to get a quick subscriber, and not really thinking about the fact that the person watching may not have the skills or attributes to be able to pull it off. Then that Are you tell me this is marketing, Angelo. Are you marketing, <laughs> that and that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I, I always, for me personally, when I made my video series, I always said this is for my students. I I, I've, I don't I I hesitate to do one of those. I'm in regular clothes on the street and the guy grabs me like this and I do this. I hesitate to do that kind of a video. Everything I do is always like, hey, this is for my students, this is part of the system. And then if I do teach anything outside of that, if you notice, I'm always on the mats with gloves on. I don't say a guy grabs you here. I say, hey, I always say it's in a sport, in a sport setting. Um, uh, you know, we have, we're doing kickboxing rules, we're doing whatever rules. And that's why I've done that. Now, if you do those kind of videos and you're watching that, I'm not, I'm not criticizing you at all. I just personally couldn't bring myself to do it for that reason. All the attacks have been ambushes, bro. You could be a super GM with the red belt and all that, whatever, green beret, whatever you want to do. You got ambushed. Um, John Jones could get ambushed and have a really bad day. Oh, hey, no, that, you know, you heard that story, right? Uh, I, I told you, I told, yeah, Anderson Silva, yeah. I was telling you off camera. If, for those of you that don't know, Anderson the Spider Silva, middleweight UFC champion, multiple time champion. Black belt, black belt, black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. One of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet, by far. The GOAT, in my opinion. People can argue about that in the comments. You can tell you who the GOAT is. But either way, partying in Brazil. He leaves the club. People are frantically looking for him because he doesn't come home. A few hours later, they find him butt naked with nothing, borrowing someone's cell phone because he got jacked when he left the club. Some guys grabbed him, put him in a van, and jacked him. Took everything and let it go. So, like, again, not even the attributes, right? And maybe that was the smartest move. We don't know if the people, we don't know the full story. We don't know if they had guns, if they, if they, if they were armed and he was at gunpoint robbed and they took everything. We don't know the full story, but what it comes down to is that um, I think when we, when I thought, when I, when I hear people talk about situational awareness, it sounds so stupid, but I had a whole YouTube video that I did with, uh, is it GM or professor Terry Faircloth? I'm going to say, Kaju Kimbo instructor Terry Faircloth to avoid any title indiscrepancies. He, we did a whole series with him about home security and not once did we mention one martial art technique about keeping your family safe. Not once did we mention a martial art. The whole thing was about cheap ways to secure your windows, 
secure your doors, security cameras, uh, proper where to keep your weapons. If you're going to go weapons and if you're going to go firearms, where to keep your firearms in a safe place. Like the whole thing was based on that. And when I talk about situational awareness, that's what I'm mostly thinking about is not really so much techniques, but how to live your, how to not be a victim is mostly what I'm thinking about. I remember when I was studying, I was like a blue belt. And I asked, I asked uh, my mentor, Sifu Mike, he's a huge guy. He's like six, four, about 220, 230. He's a big guy. And I asked him, you know, what's, you know, what would you do if, uh, you know, if, you know, you're, you're walking down the street and, and, you know, and you have to deal with this and this and that. And like, well, how would you handle that situation? And he told me, he's like, why am I walking down the street? Like what? Why was I walking down? If I if I'm walking down the street and it's a well lit area and it's a public place and I I look down and there's an easier way to get to where I'm going but it's down some weird sketchy dark alley I'm just not gonna walk down that dark alley. Why am I gonna do that? Why common sense you? Like, but you know what I mean? And it seems so. And if and I, it made me think like, wow, this he doesn't take risks. Like he's not gonna take risks. Like. He's consistently doing a risk analysis of what's happening around him. And that's something that I think it's not, I mean, it's not as, uh, as romantic as, <laughs> as, as a wrist lock into an arm bar, into a knee to the head, into a flying arm bar, you know, and then taking out your knife and stabbing them in, in the carotid artery. Right. It's not as, it's not as action packed as that, but it's, it's not John it's, Wick, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's more practical when you talk about what you just talked about, an elderly community that most likely has already lost a lot of muscle mass, most likely has never trained. And even starting to train now is dangerous as fuck. Look, I had, I, I run a, my, my martial arts gym is adjacent. Uh, I do martial art gym and I also have like a regular gym that the community can use. Cause I, I thought that it was important that regular folk can come in and see what we're doing and not think that we're just a bunch of crazy people hitting each other in my gym. So like, <laughs> So I, I do let regular folk come in and use the exercise equipment and I've had elderly people come in and I'm watching them just watching them work out. I get nervous. I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And like, Oh, my leg kind of hurts. when I do this. Well, you, you're not supposed to use the machine like that. <laughs> here, here, here we go. Let's, let's, let's take it a little easy. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm worried right now in a very minimal risk environment. Like they're literally using a machine that you can't put more than 15 pounds on, but I'm already looking at their leg and they're kind of going, oh, it kind of hurts. I'm like, whoa, 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 slow down. Like, and I think to myself, how would I ever, like, I'm having a hard time having coaching this person to use weight equipment that's pretty safe to use properly without getting hurt. And I'm supposed to bring them onto the mats? Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I mean, you know, they, they're, they're, they're frail, bro. You know, it is, you know what it is, you know, and, and if they're not frail, they're super obese, you know, or, or they have some kind of medical issue already, you know? So, you know, and, and again, this is just from what I see from my own, my own parents, they're just, out of tune you know they they don't they're not aware of their surroundings bro because they just do what they they want to keep living their life you know that when that guy that got killed is in front of his garage did he think he was just going to get killed that day standing in front of his garage bro he's just standing there like and this dude comes full steam and pushes him full steam and pushes him and then there's the other guy he's walking he gets on the sidewalk he gets pushed. Oh yeah, he should have did a break fall. No, if we even if I teach my mom or my dad that now, they would still go face first, bro. Yeah, you know. Now, now, the lady that fought back, you either have it or you don't. She said, "No, not today, mother." You know, effer, and she cried. You know, I, I mean, I wish. Now, I mean, wow, you know. She's my hero. I'm like, wow, you know, you, you can't teach that fighting spirit, you know. Um, and for the longest time, Angelo, I we always have this conversation like, 
why do we do this? And you come to the conclusion that, you know, I'm not going to fight MMA anymore. I'm just going to do it because you love it, because you love the journey. And then the other night we talked about, you're not even worried about the belts no more. You know, whatever. It's just a lifestyle that we practice, right? It's our, it's our hobby, per se, but it's who we are. But I was uh, listening to this guy named um, Chad Lyman, and he said this right here, bro. The day chooses you. And I mean, I thought that dude flipped me off. I guess this was going to be the day, but I was like, nah, you know what? No. So, and I, on, on the back of my shit, it says stay ready, hashtag stay ready. So this reminds me of why I train because if, if the day comes great, if the day never comes great, but I'm going to stay ready. So he said that, and I'm, I'm going to send you that podcast it's on Spotify. Amazing. What he talks about is amazing. And if I was going to teach my mom and my dad, I would teach them some basic standing pummeling because you're going to get grabbed. You're going to get pushed. You know, maybe a little bit of Aikido concepts, maybe a little bit of sidestepping, but little things that they can do, you know, because they're, Martial arts is going to be different. Mom, why don't you just do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you use your voice? I have yet to hear none of that. Hey, oh, but I saw this. They're going to give people whistles. Can you, you know, like no one takes in consideration adrenaline, fight or flight, you know, like all that fear. Your, your, your nervous system is like, you freeze, bro, because it's easy to do it when you're not really intent on trying to hurt me. You see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't. What was my point, bro? I know. I, I know that my um, you go in like you're talking about again, like practical things that that uh, the elderly community can do. And I know my grandpa, who uh, you know, and God rest his soul, he's. He was a Marine and that guy was armed at all times, at all times. He always had, he, he had a, he had a concealed carry license and he was always armed. He lived in the South for a long time. He lived all over the United States, but he was always armed. And I never heard my grandpa got robbed by anyone. I heard a lot of people running away. <laughs> I heard a lot of people. I heard a lot. I heard a lot of stories of people running away from my grandpa but I didn't hear a lot of stories of my grandpa running away from anyone. <laughs> see, but see, your your grandpa's one of the diamonds. <laughs> but he's a Marine, though, right? Like, again. It's a mentality. It's a mentality. He's always had it. It was never, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't like one day he decided to do, like, like that guy was when he, he was always there. He was that, he, that was just his mindset from day, a warrior, a warrior. He had a warrior mindset his whole life. Um, eventually, they had, <laughs> eventually, to, we, we eventually had to convince him that he couldn't arm himself anymore because of the dementia. We're like, hey, this is going to get kind of dangerous. Don't worry. We are going to take care of you. <laughs> you, 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 not, you don't need to be armed anymore. But like to his further years, when he, when he was still clear-headed up until like his uh, late, 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 late 70s, um, you know, we just let him do his thing and, and, and be armed. He felt safe to armed, then okay, then then stay what then else? stay then stay armed, Grandpa. That that's that's your business, not ours. <laughs> that that right there, bro. If we can show our elderly how to empower themselves. Hold on, pause. What is? All right, so we had a quick little break, little music interlude. Uh, so you're saying. So your your grandfather um, was a marine. He had a he had a gun, right? And it made several. him feel yeah, <laughs> yeah several. <laughs> it made him feel powerful. You know, like hey, I'll tell you what. If Grandmaster Harry Green is ever watching this, um, he has a whole bunch of knives. He's a green beret. He is legit. That's a man in his seventies. You don't want to. You're you're going to the morgue for real. You know, and but see those those soldiers. They are 
ready. It's, you know, they were, it's in their heart. Now, that lady that fought back with a two by four, she made up her mind and said, not today. That's what I think. You know, she has that, she had it. That That's the it factor. If I can teach anyone ferocity, I would take it. But um, I think the time they're getting hit in their mouth or they're getting pushed, it's a shock to their system, bro. I mean, that takes years and years of, of even with me, I, I get smacked. You're like, okay, how, are you, how do you behave, Mick? Relax, relax. You know, how do, be, how do they behave in that? You know, in that moment. You know, so. But I think, again, you're, you're touching more on the idea of, and I think that's what we want to, I guess we're, we're, getting, we're getting close to our wrap-up. And I think anything that I want to get close to for the wrap-up is if you are a martial arts instructor and anything we just said triggered you, like, I'm making those videos. What do you mean? That, like, I, I want you to take a step back and kind of breathe and really think about what we could be doing to help a community that definitely does need help would maybe be more along the lines of how to teach an attitude, making videos about gross motor skills, where to cover up, maybe think more basics and less, less more what we already know after 20 years of doing this and kind of put our, like you said, put ourselves in their shoes and what's something they can comprehend and kind of put together videos that kind of go off of that track and not so much videos that go off of, you know, trying to get more subscribers like, and I guess it's kind of dirty. I'm, I'm asking you not to make, like, I'm, I'm asking you pretty much to try to be humble and, and take a step back and just try to realize that you may be unintentionally disservicing a community. I, I'm uh, okay. You know what? I'm all about. Like, for example, all right. I would, if I'm going to train any of your relatives, bro, I'm going to train them like my own family. I would never give any of you guys a false insecurity that I want to show my own kids, my own family. See, and that's where maybe they don't know any better. Because look, if all you know is gloved arts and shin protected arts and, and gi- whatever, that, that's cool, right? And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Look. Any knowledge is better than no knowledge. I get it. But I really feel like we don't touch on the internal mental. You know, we also got to talk about the PTSD after. You know, how bad. Let's say they do survive, you know, and they they whip that ass. Dude, they're going to be looking over their shoulders. How do they control that PTSD? And, And you don't have to be a soldier to have that. You know, because... Their life can be forever changed like that, bro. And that could be worse than being attacked. We don't, we don't talk about the psychological. Think about that. You think that lady that fought back is like, yeah, I'm fucked. You know, I got hella followers now. I got almost a million dollars in the bank. Dude, she's going to be looking over her shoulder. Oh, well, now they're providing services to walk the elderly. Yeah, right. How long is that going to last? You know what I mean? Like, bro, no one touches on that. What happens when you do survive and you do wake up, but you have a broken hip? You're always going to be, like, depressed. I mean, that's real, right? I mean, you see all the the soldiers that come back from the war. They're committing suicide, bro. There's over here in um, Napa, I forget what the hell it's called. But there's a, a hospital for all the vets. And if they can't get the right help, they end up shooting the, the staff. You know, Yellville. Look that up, Angelo. It, I don't, my point is teach something that you would teach your own loved ones. Like for real. Like teach them as if they're going to war. 
because there's no John McCarthy. There's no anyone with the striped shirt. You might be, but it's going to choose you. Will you be ready? You don't need 20 plus years of training to say, look, just be aware. Three, six, nine, head on a swivel. You know, if you need me, call me. Call, you know what? I don't feel safe. That's what officers are for. Uh, I'm going to carry an impact weapon. I'll take that shit from you. I'm younger and faster. I'm stronger than you. You're not going to use that pepper spray on me. I'm sorry. You better have... I'm going to ambush you. I'm going to have my guy distract you and sucker punch you. I'm going to come... I'm a football player. I'm going to come full seat ahead. You're not going to stop me. I'm sorry. My attributes are too strong. I can go on, dude. You know, I, I can go on. I'm not going to fight you at your strongest. I'm going to fight you at your weakest. That's the art of war, ain't it? So, I don't know, dude. I'm just like, I'm all fired up right now. But I'm like, you know, I'm getting older now, right? And I, and I, and I work out with these guys half my age, and I'm like, no way I'm going to match these guys' strength. You know? I I'm, I come stand in front of my car. Now I'm running you up. Fine. It, it, it has to be a level up. I have to be smarter than you. I have to be. Yeah. And again, I have I, to have you make a mistake. And I think it has to do more, like you said, is focusing more on doing a service for the community by teaching them a mindset. And, and teach them that it's more about the mindset, not the technique. I think that's what, if anything, that's one walkaway point for the wrap up that I think we should focus on. It's about the mentality, not the technique. And, and you know what, bro? I'll tell you one more thing before we do wrap this up. I see a lot of elderly walking by themselves. You know, they're not, I mean, look, they're, they're, they're going to the growth. They're pushing those carts. They're, they're, I saw they're, they're on their walkers. I saw a bunch of folks today. And I was like, and I, and I think to myself, the next time you guys go out there and people watch and you look at an elderly person, ask yourself, how would she defend herself or he defend herself? And I won't put myself in their shoes. What would I do at their age? What technique? Would I use a spinning elbow? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, I mean, bro, you, I, I don't know. That's what I think. I, you, and I think it's all mentality. As we get older, we don't, we're not the 18 year old have a drink party and they go train and we're good. No, now we're a lot wiser. We're sleeping earlier. We're, we're eating better. We're stretching more, you know, we're recovering more. We're lifting because we need our muscles. See, Angelo, you see what I'm saying? We're wiser now, but now, you know, so there goes that. And then now we're going up there and then Asian hate is, is here. So I think this is just for all you martial arts guys out there. What are you going to do when you guys are 70, 80? And, and, and you know what? You, oh, Lord, I'll, you know, I'll use my key energy, whatever, you know, you know, let, let's, let's really be real, bro. Because the stuff that you did is not going to work when you're 70, 80. It's not. And your little disciples aren't going to be there all the time, you know? So, yeah. I mean, that's real, bro. Like, really putting yourself in their shoes. And maybe you'll come up with something, you know? All the arts are great. All of it. And I, I feel like all, you know... Everyone should train just to train and not just defend yourself to, to have a community, to get stronger, to be with like-minded people, you know, to, to just, that's going to keep you alive. But, you know, I mean, some people just, I don't have time. Hey, I don't have time. Okay. All right. It's never, it'll never happen to me. <laughs> that kind of shit. Cool. I hope it never does, you know, and, and uh, they're watching you. They're studying you. They're waiting for you to make a mistake. If they're looking down, 
that's like the things I tell all my guys, look, make them flinch, make them, make them use their nervous system. Boom. You know, make, uh, make them freeze. Catch them when they're not looking. Bro, that's art of war, man. It really is. That, that's, that's what it is. I mean, even in the elevators, you walk in the elevators, like, whoa, how would you fight? I'm going to push you down the steps. My, you know, can you imagine that, bro? There's no elevator. So let's say this, the elevator's broken. My mom has to walk up the steps or walk down the steps. Dude's having a bad day. 5150 pushes her down and he sees her coming, but she can't do shit about it. Environmental training, guys. Put the gloves away. Put the shin guards away. Put the belts away. Put your ego away and protect and, and put yourself in their shoes. No, oh, that's all I got, dude. I'm getting irritated. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So uh, you can, if you want to check out Mickey Lopez's uh, YouTube channel, it's at Desal Academy, right? Yeah. You, you know what, bro? Honestly, more than anything, if people want to talk to me, I'd rather we just have a conversation. Uh-huh. I, I want to know uh-huh. because it's easy to just, I'm, I'm a pretty transparent, if you, you know, and that's the thing. That's why I get along with Angelo so well, because we're like-minded. We share a lot of the same things. Um, but uh, I, well, I was going to say something, but I held my, ooh. I was going to say <laughs> so, something, Angelo, but stop recording. All right. So, again, if you want to contact Mickey Lopez, uh, <laughs> he'll talk, he, will, he will talk to you. Uh, yeah, just look him up on Facebook, M-I-C-K-E-Y-L-O. P E Z M I C K E Y L O P E Z. No, no, bro, it's M I C K E Y L O P E Z. Oh, so I see. I did the new gen one. That's the new, <laughs> the new gen Mickey Mouse. The one oh, my daughter right. watches uses that song. Anyway, um, that's the wrap up. Thank you very much for checking out Social Dillo with Angelo. Something I always mention this show grows by you sharing, liking, and subscribing. I really appreciate it. I'm at 340 something now. Uh, my goal is to try to hit 400 if I can. So thank you very much for supporting the show, and I'll catch you all next time. Peace. Peace.